0: You beautiful people, and welcome to the Glorious and the Mundane podcast. I'm your host, Christy Knuckles. One thing I am keenly aware of in recording these podcasts each week is the passing of time. Y'all, it's the last full week of October. It almost doesn't even seem possible to me, but here we are. This also marks the last full week of travel for me for a little bit. I'm going to take November off from ministry travel to be home and I'm so excited for some home time. I'm sure home time will also entail cleaning out some junk drawers and catching up on some laundry. Lots of laundry, actually, but that's okay. I'm up for the task if it means me just getting to be home during the fall and, I don't know, make some soup. It's just one of my favorite things. Maybe because it feels like a luxury to me just to get to be home and be in my kitchen. It's funny, I'm sure there's a lot of you who would say that you'd love to jet out on a plane somewhere like I've been doing, and you would think that was absolutely wonderful. And then there's me here saying, wow, to just do laundry and be in my kitchen would be amazing. But isn't that always how it is? Anyway, being home in November is actually kind of crazy talk for me since I'm releasing a Christmas album November 4th. What you're supposed to do when releasing a record is travel all around every place to get the word out, so there's that. But you know what? I remember when Let It Be Jesus, my last album, was released, and there was a press trip planned for several days to go get the word out about the record, and it all fell through last minute. I mean, I was totally up for the task, but some things that were out of our control happened, and the dates fell through. And I remember just being home, washing the dishes the day that the record released. God just has this way of literally placing us in the bullseye sometimes, doesn't He? Especially when big things, or at least big things to me, release and are birth. It's like He's literally giving us the opportunity to physically trust Him with it. You stay right here and I'll take care of the rest. It's like he's saying that to me this time around as well. It's actually really beautiful and sweet of him to just plan ahead for me and to govern over the part of my life that I so often want to control. Or if I was out there hustling, I might think... Wow, I'm really getting it done out here. So it's the same this time around. A few things we did have booked just got moved. And I was just reading this morning, and it reminded me, 1 Thessalonians 5.24, He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. So I'm grateful in advance for the opportunity to have to trust Him on November 4th with what He's called me to, that He will surely do it. And whatever He's called you today— He is faithful, and He will do it. So November 4th, it's you and me doing dishes, and I'm really okay with that. I've got to say that I was blown away this week by a few emails that came in from women who are overseas and listening to the podcast. I stood there in my kitchen with tears in my eyes as I read how God is meeting women right where they are, and I'm just so grateful that He can use something like me talking into a microphone from my house or my hotel room, sharing my God stories along the way to connect with your God stories. I had a friend text me the other night saying that she had to pull over the car because she was weeping through the Amaryllis podcast. I learned something sweet about her family this week through that text that amaryllis plants actually have had a very special meaning to their family, and how God just reminded her of those precious times and his faithfulness this week. So I've just been blown away. Who knew? I pray that Jesus keeps helping me remember just the right stories at just the right time. But the thing is, when you incorporate truth, the truth that is God's word, it's alive and active and living and breathing. So I'm confident. In His Word, reaching all the way across the sea to women who are sacrificing a lot to be in dark places of the world, and God is faithfully meeting them where they are. These texts and emails from near and far are sometimes literally wind in my sails when I start to slow or get stuck. So thank you for your encouragement along the way, and thanks be to God who always leads us. This past summer, I was at the IF Gathering offices in Austin when I recorded Jamie Ivey and Jenny Allen, and some of her staff came in and said, let's do a quick Facebook Live right now. And as we did, I was asked some questions kind of on the spot. One lady said, Christy, what's stirring in your heart right now? And I said, truth, being one who carries deep truth. And another person chimed in right away and said, what's deep truth? And I love that she asked that. She didn't take my word for it. She wanted to know what I meant. I don't honestly remember what I said in the moment, but I said those words out loud again even this morning as I was talking to someone, and I thought, what is with that? The Bible says that there's truth that's like infant milk, basically, and then there's even more truth that's like solid food that you have to dig for, too. Isaiah 45.3 says, "'I will give you hidden treasures.'" Riches stored in secret places so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who summons you by name. The Amaryllis was such a beautiful picture of that, wasn't it? Just these riches stored in secret places that unfold. The story of God in His own creativity of His creation, and I love that. We have so many acorns falling out at our house right now. It's funny. Last year, Nathan and I said we didn't even notice one single acorn falling. Last year, I will say we were in trauma mode. We moved into our house September 1st. Okay, so this is a little bit of a bunny trail, but we bought our house. We had to have the floors resurfaced before our stuff got there. This is actually a fairly affordable and quick process, actually, where they just buff off the sheen of your flooring, and they recoat it with a top layer. The owners before us had used some sort of cleaner that had ruined the top coat, and it was very shiny, and we wanted to kind of make it more satin, which you know is barely like a sheen at all. And deep in my heart, I will say... I really wanted to change the color of the floors. They were kind of an orangey-blonde color, and I really loved dark floors. However, I couldn't justify spending all of that money. So I told Nathan, I've made peace with the color of the floors, and so we just moved on with the resurfacing thing. Well, the floor guy finished the resurfacing, and we were told to give it a couple of days before we walked on it and before our stuff got there from Atlanta, from storage. Well, we brought the dogs in before the moving truck arrived, and we started noticing after a couple of hours that there were these little scratches everywhere from their nails, and we started looking closely. And by the next morning, the next day, there were thousands of white scratches all over the floors of the house. We were literally losing our ever living minds. We called the guy, and we were like, uh, we need you to get over here as soon as possible. He came over and took one look and was like, oh, no. It didn't cure. He proceeds to tell us that the only way to fix it is to sand all the way down. Well, the problem was he couldn't get a crew out there for a few more days, but the Knuckles residence was moving down I-75 literally at that moment from Georgia. So all of our stuff arrived and we moved it in and around as best as we could. We could not unpack anything this whole time. We are traveling during that entire time, fulfilling promises, you know, that we had made literally months and even a year before that. When the workers finally came, we had to move all the furniture from the front of the house to the back, upstairs and down. And they refinished those floors. Then we had to wait a week or so and do the opposite end of the house, move everything from the back to the front and repeated the process. We had nannies staying with our kids in vacation rentals. We had a toilet, a washer and dryer, dressers and bed frames on our front porch for about three or four weeks, even though it was such a crazy few weeks when it was all said and done, I did get to change the color of my floors. I like to think that God knew that that was the desire of my heart deep down. So I got to have dark floors in the end. And the best part was the wood floor guy worked with this because it was nobody's fault. It was just this freak thing. And so we got that all done at the fraction of the cost it would normally cost. And he let us pay it out over time. Then we started with the painting of the inside of the home. The trim had to be painted because the people who chose the trim color, who built the house, chose a white that had a rose color in it. So we essentially had light pink, white-ish trim everywhere. So by October of last year, I wasn't noticing acorns. Our porch pumpkins last year kept the toilet and the washer company. This year, I see the leaves changing I've watched the hummingbirds, I hear the acorns falling, I see the family of deer prancing by, and apparently we have a mama and a daddy armadillo, and I wonder, do you say armadillo or armadillos for plural? I don't know. Pretty much everyone else around the house has seen them but me, but apparently they walk the perimeter of the dog fence and they hiss at George and Brave. But anyway, it's been a whole different perspective this year as we've been a little more settled in. And the sound those acorns make when they fall on the roof or on our cars, I've kind of wondered if I need to wear a bike helmet back and forth from the car. It sounds really painful. Annie brought in an acorn the other day and started asking about them. She asked if they were poisonous. And I, of course, looked at her and just made sure she wasn't asking me because she had actually tried one. But again, the glorious in an acorn— can take you down a trail if you want it to, how God provides, and believe me, the squirrels are quite blessed in provision out here at Keeper's Branch, but it's this reminder that He gives us wisdom to store up for the winter, to hold on to abundant truth as we walk through a season of hardship, and think about it. Squirrels take these acorns, they store up this provision all over the forest, and then literally where they have stored it, new oak trees spring up. I mean, come on. If that isn't the sweetest little science slash Bible study all on its own, it's official. I'm completely weird. But you have to agree that there is glorious everywhere, even in the acorns falling. Well, today, for the rest of our time, I just wanted to do something kind of fun. In celebration of my record becoming available for pre-order on iTunes today, I wanted to continue our Christmas creep, glorious in the mundane style. If you didn't hear last week's podcast, we decided that our creeping into Christmas would be done while still hugging our pumpkins and drinking our PSLs which I gave you insider info that that stands for pumpkin spice latte, we also decided that we're not going to stress about Christmas shopping. But what I thought we could do is get our heads and our hearts around some ideas for those special people in our lives. I don't know about you, but the world we're living in, I want to be about meaningful things. If I give gifts, I want them to have loads of purpose in them. One of the lyric themes throughout my new album, The Thrill of Hope, that you'll hear is, "'Make room in your heart.'" Of course, having this record to share has made me think about Christmas so much earlier this year, actually a lot earlier, but I've loved having the time to prepare my heart and mind around the celebration to come. You might even want to ask God if there's a specific theme that your family might focus on this year. Maybe it's one word that you could even pull throughout the decorating of your home and all throughout the gifts that you give. I would go as far as even asking Jesus, inviting Him into your gift giving this year. I know that sounds kind of weird, but like verbally saying, say out loud, Jesus, I invite you into the way I celebrate people this year because of you. My prayer has been, Lord, just help me keep it simple and special and meaningful. Thematic gift-giving doesn't have to be just for Christmas. It can enhance all of your celebrations throughout the year. Ellie, our middle child, was actually born December 18th, one week before Christmas. She was originally due on the 26th, but since I had to have C-sections, we got to have her a little bit early. And we've always tried to set apart her day and make it non-Christmas, of course. Those of you who have Christmas birthdays understand what I mean. This past year was her 13th, and we have picked the 10th birthday birthday and the 13th birthday for our kids, that we do something really special for them. On their 10th, we take each child on a trip with us. And then on the 13th, we've had ceremonies for both our son, Noah, and Ellie so far. We called Noah's his rite of passage, and I'll tell you about that another day. I think that might be a whole episode on its own. But for Ellie, this fell right around the time that we were still getting settled in our home after the floor and the painting festivities. So she really did not see anything coming, and we surprised her and had my brother and his family come in. They have three daughters who are very close to our kids. And then we had several of the women who have nannied Ellie over the last three or four years come and surprise her and spend the night with us. There were about eight of them. We had P.F. Chang's brought in, which is Ellie's favorite, and a beautiful cake made, and then we had dinner. I asked each of these young women, and you have to understand, these women are amazing, godly young women. Some of them married now and having babies of their own, but I had them speak over Ellie. They either read a letter or they just spoke something encouraging into her life, and then we had a prayer time. But when each of the kids were born... Nathan chose a psalm for them. So this kind of led our prayer time. And this was Ellie's psalm, Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not hurt you by day. Nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. So I pulled from this, the Lord is your keeper. And that was Ellie's theme for her 13th. We prayed this over her. We talked about how he is writing her story and that he keeps her coming and her going out, that there's purpose to everything in her life. We laid hands on her. We prayed over her. We told her in a hundred ways how loved she is. One thing I noticed about these young women in Ellie's life that spoke over her, they each said in so many words that 13 was the year that their faith became their own. I bet she got about six journals that night. All of them said, this was the year I started talking to Jesus by journaling. And it just made me so grateful as I looked around. And even though Ellie might not have loads of friends her age right now in this season of life, she does have a few really special ones. And she does have these amazing young women that she's been able to look up to throughout the last few years. And I just couldn't be more grateful. While we have been on the road, it's been these young women who have taken turns holding down the fort at our house and loving on our kids just makes my heart so full. So this is what I mean by having a theme, keeping it simple and meaningful. After dinner, we just got in our PJs and we played games around the fire and I could see in Ellie's eyes how loved she felt. Ellie is a home girl. And around that fire with those people was the best way that we could have celebrated her. So carrying this into Christmas, it makes me think of what a gift experiences can be. If you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen my post about making Annie Rose a coupon box full of coupons for her ninth birthday this past summer, coupons that she could use for the next several weeks and months. It both extended the celebration, and it gave us time together with her. Time well spent, for sure. I made coupons for things like our sweet little frozen yogurt place in downtown Franklin, you know, the thing where you can get like gummy worms and peanut butter cups all in one thing. Things like coffee dates, daddy-daughter dates, trip to the mall with mom, a movie coupon for the theater, coupons that said she gets to pick where we eat that night, or maybe just a coupon for a favorite treat. For Annie, it's randomly Publix Donuts. I have no idea why. But maybe your child is into something like Build-A-Bear, just an experience like that. Giving them a coupon is just a sweet way to give them something that they can look forward to beyond Christmas Day. And it's an experience that includes time with you. So thinking through more experience gifts ideas, maybe you could include in their stocking or wrap up upcoming concert tickets or maybe a sporting event. Or what about summer camp that they've been begging to go to? Maybe you could act like, you know, we've got to hold off on signing up this year, but then surprise them with like a cool flashlight or a camping gadget under the tree with a homemade gift card that says, you're going to camp. Maybe you have a child begging for art lessons. We gifted Ellie this this year. Maybe you could wrap up some art supplies and make your own gift card for that. And of course, I'm a music lover. What about music lessons? There's so many fun things that you could do to reveal that. I think Hobby Lobby has those glass-blown ornaments for about every kind of instrument there is. You could even hide it on the Christmas tree with a little tag on it Christmas morning saying that they've been gifted music lessons of their choice. And along those same lines, I wanted to tell you about a friend of mine, Chris Brink, who is starting an amazing new online piano lesson program. Chris started a music coaching program in the Atlanta, Georgia area called Rooted Music Coaching. So if you're in Atlanta, look them up because you could actually go to their storefront and your kids could take lessons there. They offer all kinds of music lessons. However, his online piano lesson program will be available anywhere there's internet, and it's going to launch at the first of the year, so it's perfect timing for a Christmas gift. If you go to rootedmusiconline.com, you can watch the video and get a sneak peek into what Rooted Music Coaching is going to offer. Chris developed this program so that he could pair the classical approach to learning piano with a modern approach to kids being able to learn songs that they are also hearing on the radio or maybe at church during worship. It's really the best of both worlds. Chris is a friend of Bars, and he's played in my band for the past few years, and he's also played for friends like Chris Tomlin and the Passion Band, and he didn't ask me to promote this. His heart is truly to equip the next generation of musicians and worship leaders, and I truly believe in this program. I will have a link to this on my website. And again, you can go and watch the video and learn about the approach that he's created. And then they're going to have some free content coming up in mid-November so that you can kind of get an idea of what to expect from this program. So this could be something fun to wrap up in a little box or a tag, like with a little piano ornament, telling them that they're going to get online piano lessons this year. So check that out, Rooted Music. Another gift idea is the gift of truth. I mean, what could be better? She reads truth, that is. I've gotten to be on the road a little bit with Rachel Myers and Amanda Bible Williams, as most of you have known, by watching and following Instagram and things, and they've been on the podcast, but I've loved getting to know them up close, and I've also gotten to get up close to some of the studies that they offer in book form, and I've held them in my hands. And honestly, I couldn't get over how beautiful they are. These are gift-quality books, and they hold up to anything I've seen on the market, and they surpass anything that you could find at Target or wherever, and it's full of God's Word. They are gorgeous. They have these legacy books for men that are so classic-looking, something that could even be passed down. Then, of course, they have the app, which is free. One idea is to give a gift card, which they're available on their online store as well. They do have free studies in the app, but there are also some available for purchase. So a She Reads Truth gift card set down in a little cute mug maybe would be a great gift for anyone. And like I said, the actual books are stunning. You can find all of this and more at shopshereadstruth.com. What about some organizations that offer beautiful products, but they also give back? I love this. A friend of mine, Kirsten Dickerson, started ravenandlily.com several years ago. And if I'm remembering right, she was really on the cutting edge of this type of business model. Kristen, my sister-in-law, was Kirsten's roommate in college. And I'm talking about the Amaryllis Kristen. So it's just been fun for us to watch this beautiful dream grow into what it has, Raven and Lily currently help employ over 1,500 marginalized women at fair trade wages to give them access to a safe job, sustainable income, health care, education, and a real chance to break the cycle of poverty for themselves and for their families. And they're committed to providing beautiful and unique minimalist products that are made by hand, following fair trade standards, and honoring eco-friendly commitments. They have stunning home goods clothes and gorgeous handmade jewelry, so you'll have to check out ravenandlily.com. Another roomie of my sister in law Kristen, it's literally like seven degrees of separation here with Kristen, trust me. These are all Baylor University roomies, and they're just truly amazing and inspiring women. But the Brogdon family started West Rock Coffee Company in 2009 with the purchase of a neglected coffee mill called Rwanda Trading Company in Rwanda. The intent was to build a company that would impact the lives of farmers, paying farmers a fair price for their coffee as well as offering training and support in order to build sustainable, long-lasting partnerships. WestRock's impact in Rwanda was almost immediate and widespread. The success of Rwanda Trading Company led them to expand their operations into Tanzania as well, which is so amazing, and they've continued to build consistent partnerships with farmers and have impacted the lives of more than 80,000 smallholder coffee farmers. It's just beautiful, and I always want to be about supporting kingdom things like this. You can buy online at westrockcoffee.com. And there on the site, you can also find the seven retail stores that carry West Rock coffee. I don't know about you, but I love receiving coffee beans as a gift, maybe with a little coffee mug and a tea towel to go with it. And of course, it's just fun to tell the story and why that particular coffee is important. So check that out. I'm sure many of you have heard of the A21 campaign started by my friend Christine Kane several years ago. They are about abolishing injustice and human trafficking and have teams placed all over the world working to prevent it, to rescue girls, to prosecute traffickers, and to help these girls and women get healing and the help that they need to get back on their feet. So what if this Christmas you made a donation in a friend's name to the A21 campaign. I think that would be lovely. Or they have some great T-shirts, great idea for teens, and they even have these wonderful new story necklaces that I saw that bear the name of a young woman who has been rescued from human trafficking. It's just a great way to carry a story of rescue around your neck. It's a prayer reminder. It's a conversation starter. Such a great gift. And you're giving towards this amazing organization while also raising awareness everywhere you go. So check out A21.org. And one more idea on giving gifts that give back. Often people ask me where I shop for clothes for myself and for now my teenage daughter. We don't have one of these stores in Nashville yet, but a great option is Altered State. If you have a storefront near you, look it up and definitely go in for a visit. I think that their displays rival anthropology or even free people sometimes, and they have home goods and gifts that you'll see in those type stores as well. On both the website, alteredstate.com, and the storefronts, you can clearly see which of their items give back, and they also have what's called Mission Mondays, where 10% of every Monday's proceeds go to local charities. They also look for partnerships with vendors that share the company's philosophy of giving back. So it's just wonderful. I just looked on their website yesterday, and they have these darling simple white and gold initial coffee mugs for $15. Such a great gift. Maybe to pair with that coffee I mentioned before or a gift card. So yeah, check out alteredstate.com. So for the kids in your life, some of our favorite children's books right now around the house are Good, Good Father, which was written by my friend Chris Tomlin along with Pat Barrett. You'll hear the story of Tucker the Bear, who's trying to find that perfect gift to give to the king so that he might help his friends. It's an adorable story unfolding what the king reveals is the perfect gift. Then, of course, one of my favorites is Sally Lloyd-Jones. She has several children's books that are beautiful classics that will make amazing gifts for kids. We have all three of these. One is called Thoughts to Make Your Heart Sing. That's one of Annie's favorites. She keeps it by her bedside. Song of the Stars is a precious Christmas story. And of course, many of you probably have the Jesus Storybook Bible. But if you don't have that yet, it's been around a while, but it is still a staple in our house and we love it. Or, what about giving the gift of a recordable book? Have you seen these? They're at Hallmark.com. My sister in law, Kristen, again, she was telling me that they have a recorded version of The Night Before Christmas, and it's told by their grandmother, who they called Gammy. And they cherish it so much now because Gammy is home with Jesus. And she said they listen to it you know, every year and just cry like babies listening to Gammy tell that sweet old story. So that's such a sweet idea, especially if you're a grandmother. I would love to have that for my kids. And last but not least, I'd love for you to check out leavenothingunsaid.com. My friend Jody Nolan wrote this program that is very simple to use, but it's incredibly impactful. Leave Nothing Unsaid is an easy to follow guide for writing a letter to someone in your life that affirms... And encourages a letter that celebrates the qualities that make a person so unique and special it's a gift that grows even more valuable as time passes and life changes this is meant for parents to write to their children and children to write to their parents it's meant for spouses to write each other friends and family to just leave nothing unsaid as we all know words are so powerful and in the digital age, I think we'll have to fight even harder to keep the power of letter writing alive. So check out leavenothingunsaid.com. They have PDF versions available or an actual workbook that you can give someone. Such a great idea. Well, hopefully some of these ideas just get your head and your heart moving in the right direction on meaningful gift giving this Christmas. I do have some others and maybe I'll splash them in over the next few weeks here and there. But for now, just keep hugging your pumpkins Keep tucking away your ideas for your Thanksgiving plans, and also just keep walking steady day by day in what's right in front of you, whether that's acorns falling, making flashcards for a chemistry exam, or caring for an elderly parent. All of it matters today. And remember that you're right where you're supposed to be when you're living with a surrendered heart to God. He's your keeper today, and He keeps you coming and you're going, both today and forevermore. Remember that you can pre-order your digital copy of The Thrill of Hope for one week only at the crazy price of $7.99 starting today, and you'll get the instant download of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. I have to tell you, it has an accordion solo by a man named Jeff Taylor who has recorded with Harry Connick Jr., Amy Grant, George Strait, Ben Skill, among many others. Nathan had him play several options and it was so hard to choose because every one of them were amazing. It will literally make you feel like you're having coffee in Paris today. It's kind of magical. So enjoy that instant download today when you pre order The Thrill of Hope on iTunes only. And of course, The record officially releases next Friday, November 4th, and it can be purchased on iTunes and Amazon.com. Thank you so much for tuning in today as we kind of creep into Christmas glorious in the mundane style. And I do hope you have a glorious rest of your day, and I'll talk to you soon.